Shalom, shalom, and welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we are reading in Exodus chapter 32, and we are using the New King James Version Bible as, a, as the Bible we read from. Now, if you don't have that Bible, you can follow along online for free at Blue Letter Bible or Bible Hub or any of those other platforms where you can find that Bible for free. So I pray, Father God, would open our eyes, ears, and hearts today and help us to truly just, I just pray he would, that we would understand his word and that he would sear his word upon our heart. Okay, Exodus chapter 32. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. Now, I just want to point out here, people, we often stop and judge these people and say, how could they do that? How could they so quickly forget all the miracles? But when we start to really look at our own lives, we do the same thing all the time. We are just as doubtful and as forgetful as the, 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 um, these Israelites in the wilderness. So I pray, I always pray, Father God, show us the areas in my life that I need to change, that I help me not to be forgetful, help me not to lose my faith. So I'm going to continue reading. Verse 2, And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand, and he fashioned it with an engraving tool, now notice, he fashioned it. This comes into play here in a little bit. I'll show you why, but pay attention here that he made it. And made a gold, he made a molded calf. Then they said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Now again, the calf and the bull, the whole cow image, it was worshipped in many cultures. And in fact, in Yahweh's temple, you'll see that he does instruct Israel to, to fashion the cows under the, this um, large basin or bowl or laver thing that holds water. And they're symbolic of the 12 tribes of Israel, but it's also symbolic of strength if you listen to the previous podcasts. And, and so calves and cows were kind of just one of those images that often were heralded because bulls are strong <laughs> and they are the strength. And so the word God here is Elohim. And it's the same word that we would call a, the real God. So remember, everybody has a God, but only every God has a different name. And our God's name is Yahweh. So here's Aaron saying, here, we're going to make this God he doesn't call him Yahweh, but he said, this God, this calf, this is going to be symbolic of the God, and he brought you out of Egypt. Very, very wicked. But how many people do that? How many people worship the cross and say, this cross saved you? No, it didn't. It was Jesus, Yeshua's blood that poured out for me that was on that stake or that cross beam. That's what freed me, not, not the cross. And so when we apply it to ourselves... We will become all the more wise because we'll try to limit and try to stop any behaviors that we have that are imitating 
the original, the first Israelites coming out of the wilderness. Okay, verse 5. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to Yahweh. Oh my gosh. They made up a whole new holiday that wasn't even commanded by God. He made this golden image, this golden calf, and an altar. And they were going to start sacrificing to it and, 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 and worship this thing. Remember, it wasn't wrong to have graven images. It was wrong to have a graven image that you tried to make in the likeness of God or have a graven image to which you bowed down. Okay, verse 6. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now, that same line is reiterated in Numbers 25, and it's another incident, but they just wanted to have a party. They just wanted to have a good holiday, a celebration. It's often, in my mind, it's likened to Christmas and Easter and any of the other pagan holidays that we say we're going to make about God. But he already forbid us not to do them. And we'll get to that in Scripture. But we just wanted to have a big party. We want to eat, drink, and play. I pray, I pray that God would keep us humble. Verse 7. And Yahweh said to Moses, Go, get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. <laughs> okay. Notice all of a sudden God's making a separation and saying to Moses, now they're your people. <laughs> He's kind of disowning them. The word themselves also is added in for clarification. It's not in the original language. It does help, though, to clarify this sentence. Verse 8. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Yahweh said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. And I will make of you a great nation. Now, notice what God has said to him. He said to Moses, I'm going to destroy this people. Get out of the way. I'm going to destroy this people, but I'm going to keep you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I want to show you what Moses does, because what Moses does is what Yeshua does for us. Let's keep reading. Verse 11, Then Moses pleaded with Yahweh his Elohim and said, Yahweh, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians, why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember Avraham, Yishach, and Israel. So Abraham, Isaac, and Israel your servants to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of, I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So Yahweh relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Did you see what Moses did? Moses interceded and begged Yahweh to turn from his wrath. And I speak to everyone listening, make sure Please be begging Yahweh now to turn from the wrath that is soon to be coming upon this whole world and very strongly against America. We must be praying that in his wrath he remembers mercy, as the prophet does. And we just have to intercede because his people are doing very wickedly. They have forsaken his laws, turned their back upon him, and adopted pagan traditions of lawlessness. And God is bringing this end time judgment upon all of the world to test us and refine us. 
and may we pray, pray, pray that he would keep his people. So let's be like Moses, who is like Yeshua, because Yeshua prays for us. Verse 15, And Moses turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. The tablets were written on both sides. On the one side and on the other they were written. Now the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of Elohim, God, engraved on the tablets. That is so amazing to me that God physically wrote that. I love it. Verse 17, And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There's a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. So it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He just like threw them down in rage. I can't even imagine. Verse 20. Then he took the calf which they had made, burned it in the fire, and ground it to powder. And he scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? Notice what Aaron did is going to bring a sin upon all of them because Aaron was supposed to restrain them. 22. So Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. And the word Lord here is Adonai. It's like, it's um, sovereign. It's just one above you. It's it's a term of respect here. <clears throat> You know the, the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, make us gods that shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. And I said to them, whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me, and I cast it into the fire, and this calf came out. Did you hear what Aaron just said? He said that he took all the gold from the people, that they were the ones intimidating him, basically. He was afraid of them. And they forced him, basically, you know, to do this, they were they were being problematic. And so he said, fine, just give me all the gold. And he said, I threw the, it, the gold into the fire and this calf came out. No, we read earlier that he molded it and made it. How often do we lie? Well, hopefully we don't, but how often do people lie and pass the blame? Accept ownership, repent, and overcome. How else do you become a better person? Verse 25. Now when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to the shame to their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on Yahweh's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. Now let me point out, Aaron was supposed to have restrained the people. It is not the American philosophy of don't tell me what to do. Aaron was literally supposed to tell them what to do and train them and teach them and help them stay strong. So sometimes what we do in America is not biblical. So anyway, then Moses says, whoever is on Yahweh's side, come over here. And, and the sons of Levi came to him. Verse 27. And he said to them, thus says Yahweh Elohim of Israel, let every man put his sword on his side and go in and out from entrance to entrance throughout the camp. And let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. God is literally commanding him, these Levites, these people, to kill the people who are not on Yahweh's side. Verse 28. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to Yahweh, that he may bestow on you a blessing this day, for every man has opposed his son and his brother. Now those of you who are coming to Torah, 
in coming to obedience and have come to obedience, Yahweh used this verse for me in so many ways and used had me share it with other people. And liken it this way, our fathers sinned against Yahweh and left his Torah and they adopted pagan customs. And Aaron, or all of the leaders in our lives, so to speak, led us in that way because we paid them to lie to us, basically. Even if they wanted to speak the truth, they didn't because they would lose their congregation, which is why that system is evil. But then as time went on, some of us have awoken to the truth. And we are now on Yahweh's side. But those of our family who don't come and they are not on Yahweh's side, we must oppose and we spiritually, quote, kill them with the word of God. We take the sword, the word of God, and we thrust them through. Hopefully it would lead to their repentance, but it sadly often is used to judge them because they won't turn from their wicked ways. But you must forsake all and come to him and he has to be number one in your life. And the people that I have seen not make that choice always fall away from Yahweh and give in then to whatever spirit is on them, the Jezebel spirit, whatever it is. And they continue in the pagan ways. And so God blessed that. Did you see that here? Yahweh blessed the Levites for killing their brothers. And it wasn't because he enjoyed them killing. It was because they had to stand up against evil and choose him. They had to choose Yahweh over anything else. And if you haven't made Yahweh number one in your life and you are allowing and permitting people in your life to just wantonly disregard Yahweh's ways and come against it, and you sit silent, you are condoning it, and you are not on Yahweh's side. Sadly. Because you are basically sitting them watching, you're sitting there watching them hold a gun to their head. You're watching them have the noose around their neck, and you're not helping them get out of it. The way to help them is you must share the truth, and you must be firm, and you must not compromise. You have to be like Jesus Yeshua. He never compromised. He never sinned. He never lied, never pretended it was okay, and never sat with them during their pagan ways. He always spoke the truth and spoke out against anything they were doing that was against the Torah. Okay, continue on. Verse 30. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, You have committed a great sin. So now I will go up to Yahweh. Perhaps I can make atonement or covering for your sin. Then Moses returned to Yahweh and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a god of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray blot me out of your book which you have written. Moses literally throws himself in the middle of this situation and says, God, if you won't forgive your people, then blot me out of your book of life. And is that not what Yeshua did for us? Father, if you won't forgive these people, then blot me out, but I will die for them so that you can forgive them. I will die for them, Lord. I know you need to kill them, Lord. Their sin deserves death, but please put it on me. Put it on me, Father. And that's what Yeshua did for us. And Yahweh said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now therefore go, lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. And that's Yeshua. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. So Yahweh plagued the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. So 
There was consequence for their action, and they were punished. But they didn't all get destroyed, and Yahweh didn't completely abandon them. May, may Father God just light the fire on the altars of our heart. May we become passionate for him and choose him above all else and forsake this world, take up our cross, and follow him. I love you all. Please, please just know that I'm praying for you. Let's cover each other. Um, reach out on Facebook if you need anything. Have a blessed night.